0: So everyone kind of has a topic, and some people just have things to share. So Addie's going to start off just kind of what our schedule looked like as we were traveling and what we were doing. All right. So on July
1: 28th, um, it was a Friday morning. The group here, we met up at the West Shore E-Free Church. It was about 730 in the morning. And we took a school bus to Philly um, to the airport. Um, I think one of the things that, like, stood out to our group right before we left, we all gathered around in the parking lot. Sun's coming up. Tons of suitcases scattered everywhere. And we all got in a big circle, and we prayed. And that sort of set the atmosphere, set, like, the vibe for the trip. Okay? So we took the bus to Philly about two hours um, getting through security with the whole team, plus the elementary and middle school team. Took, like, two and a half hours. Um it went smooth, there's just a lot of people, a lot of luggage. Okay. So we got in the airport. Um our flight to Miami took off um early afternoon. It's a pretty smooth flight down. We had a layover Miami, and then we flew into San Pedro Sula in Honduras, okay? So we we uh land, we're like the last people coming through customs and immigration, half the airport, the lights are out. Um we're the last group in there. We get picked up by the bus down there and driven to um, El Progreso, where our hotel is. Okay, So that sort of set our, our first day of travel. Um, I think we were all a little bit tired, but we were really excited. Okay, Sunday, um, we were up pretty early. We had group group meeting and devotions. um, or Saturday, I guess. And we spent our Saturday with a local church um, in the city. We spent Saturday morning with their um, younger Awana program with the younger kids. And then the evening, we went back and visited with their youth group. Um, You'll hear more about that later. And then Sunday morning, we got to go worship with that church. You'll hear more about that later as well. Um, Just a really neat experience connecting with that church in the city. Okay. And then Monday through Thursday, we were based out of another town in Morazon, um, and we traveled to our high school. Okay, so we got up in the morning, usually 6 a.m., 6:30. Um, we met for a group meeting. We had devotions. We went over the plan for the day and the schedule, um, and then we went to breakfast in the school bus. Um, breakfast was usually like seven to eight. We stopped back at the hotel, grabbed any extra baggage we needed, and then we took our bus ride. It was probably what, an hour? Probably an hour. Yeah, so we dropped off. We rode with the elementary and middle school groups. They got dropped off, and then we got taken to the high school. Um, and at the school, typically we would arrive like 930, 9.30, 9.45. School ran from 10 to 4, okay? So we'd open the very beginning of the day. We'd open with group time, um, some singing. We did some minute-to-win at games with the kids, really popular among high schoolers. Um, so we opened the day that way. And then we divided into classrooms. Um, We broke mid-morning for a half an hour break. Lunch was an hour because a lot of the kids go home for lunch and then come back. Um, And then the afternoon we had a half hour break. And then we gathered together as a group for more more singing and worship at the end. Okay? And then we got picked up. We went to dinner. And by this time, usually kids were falling asleep. We were all falling asleep at dinner with, like, our heads on the table. Um, After dinner, another evening meeting, um, we'd you know, talk through the day a little bit. Um, one, of pa- one of Pastor Terry's favorite questions was, where did you see God working today? So we got to share a little bit of that, evening devotions. Um, a couple nights we even sang together as, like, a, a missions team, which was really cool. And typically evening meetings went from, like, 7.30 to 8.30. Um, and then lights out were at 10. So in that time you had to shower because we're all drenched in sweat from the Honduran humidity. Um clean up whatever you needed to prepare for the next day, we had to prepare our lessons, prepare some crafts, pack our ministry bags, um, and then crash, and our alarms will go off at 6 a.m. the next morning. So that was our little schedule through the week we were at the school. Friday was kind of a break day, a um, little bit of a change of pace, and then Saturday we traveled back to, back to the U.S., and we landed in an airport where we understood all the language around us, for the most part. Um, we caught ourselves that day speaking some Spanglish because you're surrounded by it. It kind of, kind of gets absorbed into you a little bit. Um, yeah, we landed in Philly about four, it's like four or five Saturday evening. Took the bus back to West Sharifree and then got to be with our families for the evening.
2: Okay, so I'm going to be covering that first Saturday that we were there. So. We, that first Saturday, we went to the Awana program at their local church, which is like the equivalent to a VBS, I think. So we were all like with the elementary kids and it was a lot of firsts for like all of us. It was the first missions trip for a lot of us, the first time being out of the country. So the the nerves were there, but I think it was such a blessing that we were able to go to the elementary schools first because they're greeting for us and their excitement to see us at least for me, and I think the whole team, we really fed off of that, and it got us ready and like pumped to go for the whole entire week. Um, there was this one little girl in particular that Sarah was originally sitting next to, and she was so smiley, and like we didn't speak the same language, but she was trying to like initiate that conversation, and I was like, oh my word, like I love how she's trying, and I want to feed into that, and I want to be able to talk to her. Um, so we all got split up into teams, and it was about 10 to 12 of the kids with like two to three of us on each team. And I kind of did like a silent prayer. I was like, please let me be with that little girl. Cause I would love just to be able to pour into her a little bit and to talk to her because like I could tell that like she wanted that connection and I did get on her team and I spoke enough Spanish to kind of be able to talk to like an eight year old. So it was okay. So it worked out, um, but it wasn't like this huge life changing conversation, but just those small connections. It was really, really special for me. Um, And she was, she was such a sweet girl. So I'm really, really, really happy that I had that. Um, And then the worship there that morning, um, later we went back to the hotel. We had our team meeting and Elsa kind of talked about it. She was like, you know what, this is how I imagine heaven being. We didn't speak the same language. We didn't know each other at all. And we're kind of from different worlds a little bit. And, but we all had one common thing uniting us. We didn't know what the other person was saying, but we all came together to worship and that was so so special so that was a good way to look at it that else Elsa brought up that was really really cool um that evening we went back to that same church to be with more of the high school age kids which for me was a little daunting you know it's it's a new set of challenges as opposed to elementary kids um but that was just we played sports with them and honestly it couldn't have gone better it was downpouring we were out in like this little dirt court like this little dirt field It was so fun. Like at first you fall and you're like, oh man, I'm like really dirty. And then after like 30 seconds, you're like, it doesn't matter. And you're like covered head to toe. It was so, so fun. And we were able to connect with them too a little bit, even though communicating was a little bit harder with the older age kids. But it was was awesome. And I'm really, really happy that we had that experience with them that night.
3: Okay, so um, I'm going to be talking about some of our, like, overall cultural experiences and some, like, things that are different there than they are here. Um, so one of the first things I noticed when we were in the city uh, was that a lot of the cars, there's no, like, yearly inspections there for cars. So uh, as a mechanic, I noticed, I noticed some differences in the cars. Uh, so, like, um, I noticed a, a bunch of them were missing, like, lug nuts on the wheels, like up to two or three per wheel. It was, uh, it was a little bit sketchy, but I mean, they, they drive pretty slow through the cities. Um, so yeah, that was interesting. Um, also, people would wash the sidewalks in front of their stores. Um, they would like throw a bucket of water down and then like brush it off with a broom and stuff. It was interesting. I've never seen that before. Um, and so it was just something they do there. Uh, there's a lot of motorcycles in the city. It was pretty common to see like more than two people on a motorcycle. Um, so that was interesting. Um, they were also like all very loud and we were sleeping on like a street corner and the hotel was on a street corner. So like, that was interesting to try and sleep while there's just motorcycles going by at night. Um, I probably didn't mind it that much, but anyways, um, yeah, so the food there was honestly not that much different. There's a lot of chicken and, uh, like where we would usually have like, bread or rice or something here, they just had beans. Like, in all sorts of different ways. Um, so that was interesting. Um, but yeah, lots of chicken and beans and, like, tortillas and stuff like that. Um, but it was it was all really good. It was all really good. Um, and we had, like, we had a solid three meals every day, which was interesting. Some of us aren't used to that. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, I didn't, I personally didn't try any, like, uh, fruit or anything there cuz i'm not much of a fruit person but i i know a couple other people tried some of like the local fruits and stuff so that was interesting um weather there is obviously very humid um, it wasn't unbearable but like very different i don't know um it it was yeah all of our all of our rooms um, all of our rooms at the hotel had air conditioning, so that was nice. But also, there was no hot water in the showers, so we were all taking cold showers for the week. That was great. Um, but yeah, uh, the weather was cool. It rained most of the days we were there, at least for a little bit, um, which made it really annoying to try and dry clothes to the outside because they would keep getting wet. Um, anyways, so yeah, weather was I mean it was humid and hot, but it's expected, I guess. Um, yeah so what else was I going to say? Um, our bus ride to the school was very unique there was um obviously the roads are not paved out in Morazan, which is where the school was at um, so like very bumpy roads you'd randomly see like just horses and dogs running around is just, just normal um, there's I think there was one day we had to stop because there was like two cows in the road, just because um so That was interesting. There was also river crossings, not like not like deep rivers, but we drove through some smaller creeks and stuff. That was that was a first time thing. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, in the schools, it was interesting to notice like the, I don't know. I feel like the friend groups there seemed larger. So like, um, Darren's talked about this in some of his uh, mission sermons that it's more of a community-based society. So it was cool to see like I. I wouldn't say it was a drastic difference, but there was definitely, like, larger friend groups, I felt like. Um, So that was cool to see. Um, The chairs in the schools, like, in the classrooms were all up against the wall instead of uh, being, like, in rows like this. Um, So that was cool. It made it easier to talk to, like, everybody at once and feel like everyone was engaged. So that was really nice. Um, And, yeah, so, like, the, the classes were pretty competitive. Like, we had some games and stuff for memory verses and stuff, and they definitely enjoyed the competition, but uh, if we tried to do, like, the same game a few times, they would get bored of it pretty quickly, so that was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, and then on the last day, uh, they the 12th grade class did, uh, like, a traditional cultural dance that was really interesting. Uh, I don't know if we have that in the video or anything, but um, you'll see it. It's very cool. Uh, the music was, like, I mean, it was all instruments like guitars, and I think there was like a pipe instrument. But uh, yeah, it was it was a really cool dance and fun to watch them do that, and just like as a part of their culture, not something they do currently, but it was a traditional thing, and it was fun to watch. So, yeah, that's
4: all I have. So I was a part of the elementary team. Um, so I'm just going to share a little bit about that experience. Um, so with the elementary team, we actually um, went to two different schools. Uh, the first one we went to was Mohiman. Um, and then the second was Morizan. Um Cool fact about Morizan, uh West Shore has been going there like the entire time. It was the first school they've been going for like... 18 years or something crazy. Um, one of the first things I noticed about the kids is they had just tons of energy. They were waiting for us since the day we left last year. Um, and some of the things they like to do is the boys would always have like a soccer game or a frisbee or baseball out. They were always playing something. And then the girls love nail polish. Um, funny thing. We had like couple recesses per day, and I would start the day painting some girls' nails. And then by the time the next recess came, I would and symbols, and a beat, and like these first and second graders led each one of the team members in and gave them this, um, heart. Um, and so that was just really cool to see how, even more, how much they had anticipated us coming. Um, and one of the songs, Fuego, which means fire in Spanish, um... <laughs> We probably sang, like, five to 11 times per day. (laughs) Um, (laughs) that is their favorite song. And it is just crazy to see how excited they can get. Um, and it was just a really cool experience. Um, I mean, I know most of the classes. I know my, my, um, my, all my kids accepted Christ that week. Um, Uh, At Mohimon, I had 18, and at Morizon, I had like 36, So, and there were tons more believers that I know accepted Christ that week, and just to be able to help them grow in their faith and everything and be a part of their life, um, it just really meant a lot to me.
5: All right, so I'm going to try not to read it off my paper, but I might just get really nervous and read it off my paper. <laughs> but um, I'm going to talk a little bit about what we taught the kids throughout the week. So I was at the high school, obviously. Um, and going into the trip, um, Ms. Stacy and Mr. Tim gave us these fairly simple lesson plans and said, look them over, read them over, and let's split them in half, and let's make them um, higher level. And I looked at them, and I was like, what? okay, God, I'm going to need your help with this one. And they were very supportive the whole time getting ready and were always willing to listen to us and answer our questions because I know a lot of us (laughs) were a little bit overwhelmed with that or not expecting it. Um, And that was actually a really good looking back. I'm so glad we had to do that because it helped us become much more familiar with the lessons as we were getting ready to teach them. And it helped us to learn to be flexible and to adapt Because going into the trip, we thought we were going to be at the high schools for the afternoon. The night we got to the second location, we found out that we were going to be there all day. So think about, like, okay, I can entertain kids for, like, you know, four hours. That's okay. Seven hours? (laughs) That's a little different, right? So we, um, everyone on the team, like, was super adjustable, adaptable. We supported each other, um, and that was a huge answer for prayer for me, um, because I wasn't sure how it was going to go, and it was a very new experience for most all of us. Um, so the main overarching um, idea that we shared with them was identity. Um, we started the week with talking about where you find your identity, and the creation story, um, and how everyone is created in God's image and unique. Um, We finished the first day with talking about your purpose and where you find your purpose. The second day we opened with a skit all together. Um, Like Addie mentioned before, we had everybody uh, in the school together. We sang some songs, we foigoed a little bit, and then later on we did a couple games um, and then split into our classrooms. Um, Also Someone mentioned the humidity earlier. I just want you guys to know it's very different than here. Okay? You're dripping sweat from 20 minutes or less after you get off the bus. And the bus wasn't even much AC. So you you had the windows down. You had a breeze. And then you go in the classroom, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is great. I'm not sweating. Yeah, you're sweating. And then you go on your break, and you play volleyball, you play soccer, or you just stand there and talk to kids the sweat is running off of you, okay? And yet, everybody had a good attitude about it. Um, I know some of you were praying for us when we got sick. Some of us got sick, and I just want to say thank you very much. Um, It was rough, but God helped all of us to get better and to be strong through all of it. Um, Anyway, that was a side note. Um, Second day, we had the skit, and we talked about um, identity again where you find your identity. In in particular, we talked about the names that the world calls us. Um, There's a few clips from the skit, but talking about, you know, the the nasty things that we get called and then what God calls us. Um, In the lesson that day, we talked about God as our Savior and how Jesus came and died because he loves us and we are worth dying for. Uh, We discussed who Jesus is, and we really tried to ask a lot of questions to keep the kids involved. Um, Another way of how we adapted during that time, (laughs) so Rachel and Addie were my teaching partners. Phenomenal job. Um, We could not ask very many open-ended questions in our class, because it would just get very sidetracked. So we learned that. We also learned that they responded well to competition, so we made a lot of things into competition. Some of the other classes, they didn't respond well to competition. So they had to adapt in different ways um, with that. Um, day three, we talked about God as our father and how we are his children, what that means, and how um, we are part of a really big family. Uh, we gave them the opportunity either day three or day four, depending on the class, um, to ask God to be their savior and Jesus to be their Lord and um, Several kids from the high school um, accepted Christ that week, and it was a really amazing experience to be able to walk next to them and um, see that despite the language barrier, despite whatever um, things that came up, that they really understood and they saw um, the value, they saw the importance of it, um, and they understood what it meant to have God um, as their Lord and Savior. Um, day four, we focused on God being the light of the world and how we are the we are the to be the light in the darkness. Um, Jesus calls us to be a light and to shine down, out of uh, shine and drown out the darkness. And we talked about what it looks like in everyday life. Um, every day, we had an icebreaker game at the beginning, and that helped us get to know the kids, which was a lot of fun. Um, we played games with them to help memorize the verses Um, we also adapted as we found what worked for each class we taught my class uh, how to use their bible and how to find verses we also taught them how to do sword drills because those are very easy to transfer from English to Spanish you hold your bible above your head and then you tell the interpreter what verse to say and then you watch them all say it and then one of the really cool experiences for me was listening to all of them recite the verse in Spanish. Like, yeah, you hear John 3.16 all the time in English, but to hear it in Spanish was, or to memorize it in Spanish was really, really cool. Um, Each of the people on our team had an opportunity to share their testimony during one of the days, um, and we also did a craft with them each day uh, to help kind of illustrate one of the points that we are sharing during the lesson.
6: Um, Yeah, I think that's it. All right. so I'm talking about how working with the interpreters and then also how working with West Shore E-Free was. So, I'm going to start with the interpreters. So, uh, working with an interpreter was a very new experience for all of us. Kind of like, just very different from what we're used to because you when you're talking, you have to say small amounts of stuff at once, not a whole sentence, which took me like two or three days to get the hang of. So um, that was just, yeah, that was a very new experience. All of the interpreters were amazing. Um, they were all high schoolers, which was definitely not what I was expecting. I thought that they were going to be adults, and that was kind of intimidating. So I'm glad that they ended up being high schoolers. But um, yeah, so then uh, me and Rebecca were teaching partners, and our interpreter's name was Esther. She is 16 years old, so pretty close to our age. Um, she this girl was like incredible. She worked so well with us in the classroom and hyped like everybody up all the time, and loved Fuegoing going, <laughs> like everybody else. But she was like so enthusiastic about it. It was really cool. Um, yeah, one of our favorite memories with her was there um, was one day one of the days we were playing. One of our, I guess, Get to Know You games is what they were. Um, It was called Human Knot. I don't know how many of you are familiar with that. But basically, you stand in a circle, and you grab two people's hands um, across from you, like they can't be next to you, so you're all, like, tangled up. And then you try to, like, move yourself around and go under people's arms and try to get in a circle so that you're not tangled up anymore. Esther crawls into our circle, sits there, and unties all of our shoes. (laughs) Yeah, she did that a lot. (laughs) My shoes are always double knotted, so she already always had a hard time. But she would constantly like sit there and try to untie our shoes. She, yeah, she was either untying my shoes, um, playing with my hair, or patting my back when I was coughing every five seconds. Yeah, so she was super great. Um, I did not get to work with a lot of, or like hang out with a lot of the other interpreters. Um, our schedule was pretty busy, but um, I know that a lot of them, a lot of the other ones, were super great too. Um, we kind of hung out with some of the ones that were at our high school, but, like, all the ones at the elementary school were not really with us at all, so we did not really see them besides during, like, devotions and meals. Um, But, yeah, they were super fun, and it was really sad to have to say goodbye to all of them. Okay, so then uh, West Shore. West Shore was also a super fun group. Um, We had some experience with working with, like, church groups uh, last year at Wild Heart, so it was kind of familiar. Like, we ate with them, and we... Um, had devotions with them and we weren't at the schools together but um, we did uh, like have devotions hang out with them after the schools and have our like hour-long bus rides every day there and back so yeah we were with them a lot regardless of the fact that we weren't at the same school Um, yeah they were just a really great group Um, I didn't hang out with a lot of them either I hung out with I think Evan yeah Evan and I think uh, we hung out with Carly for a little bit at the first hotel. But uh, most of the other, like, boys and I think adults, we didn't really hang out with. The boys, we did hang out with the boys a little bit at breakfast, and they would fire, oh, they would shoot water bottles. Like, they would find all the water bottles they possibly could find in the entire restaurant and shoot the water bottle caps. And there was, like, 20 or 30 of us, if not more. So they would, like, shoot 20 water bottle caps every single meal. It was very loud, but it was also super fun. Um, yeah, so this, this trip was a really awesome experience. Um, very new, and I really want to go back. It was, the kids there were awesome. They were just so open to having us and learning and having fun, and that was just a really, really amazing experience, and I would love to do it again. Whose turn?
7: So I just want to share um, uh, one thing that we did at the schools every day in our individual classrooms. We did like a cultural exchange type of thing, which was uh, tend to be a different thing each day. Um, I found that to be a lot of fun because the one day we went over like languages and we got like little noun cards with pictures on them, so we could learn what like different things were in the language. And we had a lot of fun with that. Um, our translator was great and elevated our games a lot too. Ourbal touched on that. Um, I think we had the best translator, but, you know. <laughs> um, and I found that to be a lot of fun. Uh, we, uh, at one point, we did questions back and forth, and they had a lot of questions about how things were done differently in the U.S. They asked a lot about our schools. Um, that, yeah, we, we started the conversation off with snow, uh, which we had talked about at one point with our translator, because um, it's just too hot there. They don't have snow. They don't really know what snow is exactly. So we had a fun time attempting to explain snow to them for a few minutes. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed the culture change because I like learning about other people's cultures. And I'm not very good at it, but I like to learn like other languages and stuff. So that helped me to work on my Spanish. Oh, okay. um, and then, uh, so the one day, I think it was Wednesday. Tuesday it was Tuesday. Tuesday. Yes, yeah. I can't, I can't remember. Okay, it was Tuesday. I was wrong. Um, the twelfth grade class uh, challenged uh, all the other classes to a dance competition. So each and every individual class had to come up with a group dance and then perform it uh, Thursday afternoon. So each so we had to coordinate, uh, make sure no one else was doing the same dances. We tried to do dances that were already like choreographed in some way. Like I think uh, one group did the Cupid Shuffle or the Macarena. Um, Uh, I think twelfth grade did uh, some type of uh, Honduran dance. Yeah, that (laughs) can something else. Um, uh, And then uh, our balls in my class, we did the uh, dance to Cotton Eye Joe, which ended up winning us. Um, (laughs) um, But it was a lot of fun. uh, I kind of brought, I helped our classes bring together, so was something we could do together, thinking through what song I wanted to do, teaching, um, like, the different dances and stuff like that. It was just, I thought it was a lot of fun. All
8: right, so I'm just going to talk a little bit about uh, the 12th grade class that Sarah and I taught. Um, this was my first time. I've done, like, service trips before, which that's That's my my jam. I like I like helping people out. I like working. But I got really nervous about two, three days before the trip of like, man, I have to go go teach. i'm I'm not good at teaching. I don't know the language. all these all these doubts. And something my dad uh prayed prayed for and, and mentioned to us um, the night before we left was, uh, we don't know why, and we don't understand why, but sometimes it takes someone else from a different place, a different culture, a different language to to come and to travel and to share the gospel for, for people to receive. We don't know, really know why that works, but there's there's Christians in Honduras. The A lot of the, even the um, teachers and the principals are Christians at these schools, but sometimes it takes um, other people to come and, and share the gospel for people to receive. So I, I really hung on to that, and I was like, I hope this is true because I don't feel adequate, I don't feel ready, I don't feel prepared. Um, and, and especially showing up to the high school and, and not knowing if if they wanted us there and not knowing if, um, like, like, how we were going to be received. And every time, every time someone's talking, you, you second guess, like, are they talking about me? What are they saying? <laughs> like, you, you get super nervous. So Monday, Monday, we got through, the, we got through Monday um, teaching in the high school, and it was like, wow, okay, that's over. Only three more days. We can get through this. We got it. We can do it. Um, and then Tuesday, kind of kind of dreading class again, like, all right, we can, we can push through this. Um, and Tuesday morning, after our lesson, I shared uh, my testimony, a little bit about my life. Um, and then we just kind of, uh, after, after kind of being a little bit vulnerable, being, being open, um, we kind of opened it up. We're like, all right, if you guys have any questions for us, um, we have 20 minutes before break. So go ahead and ask us, either us or our interpreter questions. Um, and we got a lot of questions, um, and, and that really started kind of a, a dialogue between us and the students. Um, and they opened up, and they, they asked questions, and we asked questions. Um, and they even shared, like, the, our same fear of, of whenever we're talking, they think we're talking about them. And we're like, no, we feel the same way whenever you guys are talking. Um, so then that, that whole afternoon, uh, they taught us some, some cultural Honduran dances. Um, and we had a big dance party, and that's what led to the to the dance competition later on. Um, but after that, we really got to to engage with our students, and and they were they were all very open. Um, there was still like every class has a different dynamic. In our class, we had like two class clowns um, who who were always talking, who were always the the center of of everything. Um, but we had twenty we had twenty students, so some students didn't say anything, um, and we were we were. We were sitting in uh, the break room between, between classes, um, and Pastor Tim um, had the idea of, of trying to get some of the other people to engage. So they, we uh, passed out three-by-five cards, and they wrote, we said, any questions you have, whether it's about the lessons, whether it's about us, whether it's about our interpreter, whether it's about anything, just just write it down, ask. That way it's anonymous. We had them put, it, put them in a box. Um, that way, the quieter kids, the more reserved kids, or, or maybe a question that you wanted to ask but were embarrassed to ask or something like that, that could be, be voiced. So uh, that was the end of the day on, I believe, Wednesday. Um, and so our interpreter was reading us the questions, and we're like, wow, these are some good questions. So we took them back to the hotel that night, and uh, we, were, we we're coming up with answers, and we are working on them. I'm just going to read a couple of the questions um, that were asked. We had fun questions. Some questions for an interpreter, if she was ever going to get married, or if um, what our hobbies were. We had those those sorts of questions. But we also had questions like, how do we get over our past when we come to God? We had, how can I accept God? What did we do to be so loved by God? Um, can you tell us a little bit about a little bit more about your experiences with God? Um, how do you not lose your family? We're talking a little bit about like. Heaven and and the, the future we have in Christ and and the one the one boy was was concerned if if I go there what happens to my family. Um, uh, one one uh, person asked, "How does God affect my relationship with Sarah?" Um, What's the first step to follow God? Uh, someone asked, "Like, how do you know who you're going to marry? How do you know?" Who you should date? Those those sorts of questions. So we were super excited when when the interpreter was reading those questions. Like, man, our lessons are are sticking. There was, I mean, we had twenty kids, and there was probably eighteen or twenty really good questions. And and to see that they were receptive and that they were excited. Um, so we answered those questions um, Thursday morning, and then Thursday afternoon it led right into our, our last lesson, which was was. Uh, letting your light shine going forth telling people and um, the we used the question of, of how do I not lose my family to, to encourage them to if you if you do accept Christ don't don't keep it to yourself go and go and share it um, and I think miss Stacy's going to touch on it a little bit more but we had two of our our high schoolers the two class class clowns who who prayed and, and accepted Christ as their savior so that was like the highlight of the trip such a neat experience um, yeah
9: Okay, so what I'm about to tell you, it was real, but it was fake. But you'll understand why. Okay, so our high schoolers were phenomenal. Um, After Joseph shared his testimony, um, these kids, like, we were super close. They became, like, family. Um, So Joe, in his testimony, had shared that we got engaged and that, like, they got super excited for us. Like, they were like, oh, and they were, like, all excited. So they had said when he had mentioned that we were engaged and stuff, they were like, well, we want to come to your wedding. And we were like, well, yay, but that's not possible. So um, it kind of became the thing through the whole week, like, oh, we're engaged, we're getting married, blah, blah, blah. So Friday, um, Thursday, sorry. Thursday, um, it was afternoon after lunch. Um, we went into our classroom, and my interpreter, and Miss Stacy blindfolded me, and I was like, okay, what's going on? I knew there was like something up because our interpreter was like being all sneaky and she wouldn't tell me. Joe knew, of course. Um, but they blindfolded me and they're like putting stuff on my head and I'm like, what's 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 going on? Um, also, this is a side note. We were the only classroom that had air conditioning, so we were like greatly blessed. Um, anyway, that was a side note. So they blindfolded me and sat this thing on my head and we started walking outside and I was like. Wait, I I know what's going on. Um, So they took the blindfold off, and they had got, keep in mind, this was just our class that put this together. Like, they were doing this just for Joe and I. Um, They had got the whole school to line up um, and make, like, an aisle, and so they take the blindfold off, and I'm like blushing and like all nervous, like oh my gosh, I know what's going on. I see Joe standing there with his groomsmen, all the all the translators, all the guy translators, like lined up. And I was like, oh my gosh, this feels this feels really wrong, like 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 uh, okay, um so. Our translator like walked me down the aisle and they like, I guess I got leaves off the trees or something, like was throwing them as I'm walking down the aisle. I'm like, oh, again, yeah, this feels really wrong. <laughs> um and Pastor Tim officiated the wedding. Um but yeah, so like, we had the whole ceremony and all of this. Um and I was like, I don't know what to think of this, but this is awesome. Like I I don't know, it was just super special, it made me feel like extremely loved. Um and I know Joe felt the same. But afterwards, it continued, the excitement continued. Um, So, they wouldn't let us back into our classroom, and they were, like, getting, like, all this stuff ready. And so, we walked in, and they had, I think, Perfect by Ed Sheeran playing or something. They were, like, slow dance, slow dance. So, we, like, had our first, like, slow dance together. And then, they had gone out of their way to get this beautiful trace leches, I think, beautiful cake, and they put, like, these candles that were, like, sparklers, pretty much, like, insane And they, like, walk the cake up to us, and I'm, like, crying. I'm, like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Um, And on the cake, it said, happy pre-wedding. And I was, like, stop. That's so cute. So just that whole experience, like, they made us feel so loved, and I was, like, wow. Like, I feel so special. Like, these kids might not have much, but they blessed us extremely, and just the connection that we had with these kids was amazing. So...
10: so everyone has shared pretty much I just want to share a couple more things and then like add a couple things and share a little bit about um, what it was like for me so the one thing Isaiah touched on was the cultural shock um, he talked about like when you went and all the different I mean everything from the stray dogs to not being able to drink the water um, or even like brush your teeth with it um, to for the big thing for me was the houses are just so different and like I haven't traveled a whole lot. Um, I got to go to New Mexico and you could see the different ways they build houses with what uh, materials are there. But then even seeing like um, just the way the houses were built and the conditions some people were living in was, was really crazy. But a big thing for me was coming home. So it was like getting there and like seeing all of this but it was kind of like an out of body experience and then you come home and you're like, wow. Like we are so blessed, um, and I think that's something everybody should see once in their life because you really appreciate everything you have. Um, the The second thing I wanted to say was I just wanted to thank Miss Stacy because um, there was there were some. I mean, the trip was very challenging. There were some hard things, but Miss Stacy was there for us like every step of the way. And I would talk to her about, I mean, problems. Um, everything from like crazy blood blisters to like, um, trouble I was having with my classroom, um, which was the next thing I was going to talk about, um, a lot of these people have talked about, like Sienna and Sarah and Joe, connecting with their classrooms, which was really, really cool to see. Um, I got to work with Isaiah, which was really, really cool, but we were having a lot of trouble connecting with our classroom, and we had, um, 10th grade, which, um, it was about, like, 15 to 17-year-olds. You know, the ages are a little different. Um, but they, a lot of um, classes were struggling with keeping their kids quiet, and our kids didn't really want to talk. And they were great kids. Like, I love them, but they were just kind of, like, a little more reserved, a little too cool for that sometimes. Um, but it was really cool to, to see God work through that. But, like, Joe was talking how on, like, Tuesday night, or Tuesday morning, they were able to connect. And for me, it was, like, Monday was tough. I was like, we can make it to the end of the week. God help us. <laughs> um, and then Tuesday was, was rough. And even Wednesday, and I was like, what is going on? Like, what are we doing wrong? Um, and Wednesday, I shared my testimony. And just a little example of what the humidity is like. And my testimony I had a little visual, right? So I had two water balloons and, well, two balloons. One had water, one had um, just air in it. They were blown up a little bit. And I was supposed to hold a match to it. And the one with air will pop and then the one with the water won't because the water's, like, on the other side of the balloon and it um, it, it does whatever with the fire. It was so humid that the balloon wouldn't pop. It burned a hole, and then it shrunk. (laughs) Like, it's just, like, you can't plan for that. I didn't know that would happen, but, like, that's how humid it was. Um, But after that, I was hoping, like, maybe this will open up, like, some more um, ways to, like, talk to the kids, whatever, and it was a little better. So we were really praying about it. Um, and then Thursday, we got there. Thursday morning was pretty much normal, a little better. Um, and then Thursday at lunch, the kids were, like, coming up to me, and especially the girls. I was really able to connect with a couple of my girls. And they were saying how, like, they were going to take me home on their, their motorcycles. And I was going to live with them, or, like, if they could come in my suitcase and come back with me. Um, and so that was really, really cool to see God work and, like, um, answer that prayer. Um, and we were all sobbing by the time we left, uh, on, left on that bus. And that was really hard. Um, but so worth it. That was the other thing is, like, going into the high schools was very intimidating, right? Because high schoolers are tough. Um, especially being the same age as them. Or, them. Be, like, teaching kids that are older than you is really weird. Um, but it was so rewarding to, to know that those connections will last um, the other thing was, it was, I loved the team we got to work with. Um, I got to work with a couple of my siblings, um, and then Sarah, who's soon to be one. But that was super, super cool to get to work with everyone there. Um, and I think that's about it. But I just wanted to just, I mean, it's so hard. Um, one thing Miss Stacy would say is, um, when we were trying to teach the kids, um, to, in trying to get these points across, um, she would be like, it's, you can't explain a Hershey Park experience to these kids because it just doesn't fit their, their frame of reference. And so it's the same way coming back and trying to share that with you guys sometimes. Um, and so it's hard to try and like get the things across that you want to get across when it doesn't even fit into the frame of reference. But overall, this was just such an amazing experience. And... Yeah.
0: As uh, Pastor Terry is coming up, he uh, graciously came to uh, join our church service today because he was very excited to see um, what. We learned from being in the high school. Um, this is a man who's been going to Honduras for 17 years and never dreamed, never thought that his work he did in um, elementary would result in a high school asking for people to come. And so, um, um, I'm honored. Um, I'm very respected. Um, in a meeting we had, I said that I'm addicted to missions. That's how I described myself. And then Pastor Terry took the microphone and said, I'm her supplier. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I, I can't think of a better way of describing it. But he, I wanted to give him a few opportunities to say a few words to our congregation. So, congregation, this is Pastor Terry. And Pastor Terry, this is Life in Christ Fellowship.
11: It is, <clears throat> it is great to be here. And thank you so much for your faith in stepping out and sending this team to Honduras. It was a year ago that I was at a school in Honduras and I got a message. It said, the high school principal wants to meet with you. Now, kids, you're going to be starting school the next week or two. If you get called to the principal's office, it's usually not a good thing. I thought, hmm, I wonder what this is all about. So I went there and she said that the students had been asking her to invite the Awesome Adventure Missions team to come to the high school. They were familiar with us from us being there in their elementary and middle schools. But now they were in high school and they missed our team's coming. And so they asked her to invite us. Now, we're only there two days a year. And of course, there had been the gap of a couple years because of COVID where we weren't able to go. And yet, two days once a year made such a significant impact in the lives of these students that they wanted us to continue coming even though now they were in high school I explained to her what we did I said I want to make it clear we are not somebody that runs a morals or ethics class we're faith based we talk about the need to accept Jesus Christ as your savior and to live your life for him I said, if you want a morals ethics program, we're not interested. But if you want us to come and talk about Jesus Christ, we'd love to come. She said, I don't have a problem with that. And thinking, I could not have that conversation at Northern High School or Cumberland Valley High School or Mechanicsburg High School. But here I am sitting in the principal's office in Honduras having this conversation, because this is a public school. Once I recovered from her answer, I thought, "Okay, now we got a problem. (laughs) Who's going to do this ministry? I take fifth and sixth graders. Some of them, once they go once, come back, but we've not ever done a high school program. So, what? Who's going to do this? But I thought, well, God, if you open the door, you're going to provide the people, and He did. He provided your team." Stacy contacted me and said that your church was looking at doing an international missions experience for your youth and students and uh, would there be room for them in the Honduras team and I said if a room you could have your own ministry <laughs> <clears throat> I've got a high school ministry and she said great because I have high schoolers and young adults so it's a perfect fit and it's fun to see how God put together this team it's no accident that they were on the same team God had divinely prepared all this and so it was great to see them being tested in their faith and relying on God and trusting that he was leading the way and they did a great job and you can be really proud of them in the Lord because they did a fantastic job in fact and you guys don't know this, you created a big problem for me. When I got back, I got this email that's been translated for me. And in part it says, knowing your high spirit of projection and collaboration with the educational centers of Morazan." we have the honor and pleasure to cordially invite you to visit our educational center on the next trip that you make to have cordial ties of friendship that you can offer us workshops and motivational classes inculcating spiritual, moral, and social values that have been lost in children, youth, teachers, and parents in the educational centers. For us, it would be an honor and a pleasure to receive you Our center has an enrollment of 350 students from first to ninth grade and 18 teachers teaching classes. Then get this last line. We look forward to a positive response to our letter of invitation. So, this is the school that was meeting next to the high school. You guys did such a great job, and now I've got to find more people (laughs) to go to a school of 350 kids. So you all had a part in causing this problem. So now you have to help me solve the problem. But this is what's been happening in Honduras. We started out with one school. We never promoted our ministry. It has been by word of mouth, as God has directed. And now we're up to, what, seven schools and adding more schools. It's real hard for me when God opens the door to say, nope, we're not going to do that. When God opens the door, I believe he's opened the door because he wants us to go through it. When he opened up the high school door, I went to my brother Tim, and I said, Tim, you got to help lead this high school team because we've never done it before. Now we've got this other school. And so I hope and pray that you will continue to send not only a team for the high school, but that you'll help with, with this new school, and who knows what else God's going to do because he opens up school after school after school. It is amazing what God is doing. So I hope that you will uh, pray with me over that and uh, that we'll continue to work together and see what God has planned. Thanks again for your partnership. Uh, we feel a real bond with you through this team and look forward to what He has. And since we're looking at going to an elementary school, K through ninth grade, If you've got kids in 5th or 6th grade or older, they can come on these trips. I know you're probably thinking, a 5th or 6th grader going on a missions trip? We've done 38 trips. We've taken over 600 people. How many more do I have to do to convince you that 5th and 6th graders can do missions trips? Because, and I'll close with this, in any country or culture, Who do you think is the most open to the gospel? Wouldn't you agree it's children? And who's best at reaching children? Other children. Yeah, I've got some right here. We started in fifth and sixth grade. If children are the most open to the gospel and other children are the best at reaching them, doesn't it make sense to send children? on missions. They can do this better than we can because they've got something that even I, with all my experience, don't have. They have childhood. I lost mine a long time ago. (laughs) They still have it. And we can use that childhood, child connecting with child, to share the gospel. One of our teachers this year was a sixth grade Honduran teacher. She taught, I think, 6th or 7th grade for us. And during her class, she asked kids, raise your hand if you've ever accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. And every hand went up. And she thought, that can't be. And she said, really, you know, how many of you have prayed and asked Jesus to come into your life? And every hand raised up again. And she said, how could that be? And they said, well, last year when the North Americans came, they said if we wanted to be forgiven of our sins and have eternal life, then we needed to pray and ask Jesus to come into our life. And we did that. And she said, they said that with such conviction that there was no doubt they knew exactly what they had done. And that the decisions for Jesus Christ was real. So it can happen. It will energize your church and bless you in ways you'll never imagine. So consider that as well, not only sending these guys back, but expanding and sending some of your 5th and 6th grade and older kids to come join us and uh, see what God will do. Thank you, and thank you, Stacy.
0: All right, I know we're running late, but um, as the quote-unquote fearless leader, I wanted to share last. Before I share my story, the first thing is, um, you guys have amazing children. Um, You have amazing, um, we have amazing fellowship that joins in with them. Um, I couldn't have been much prouder of these guys. Um, Going in, like I said, um, we now know that we can't go mission trips without anti-nausea medication. (laughs) Woo! Uh, It's amazing what that can help you uh, get through and work through. Um, but each one of them has grown. Each one of them stepped up to a challenge that, um, even the challenge grew as it went along. And, um, I'm proud of them. Um, I definitely hand made from God this group, but I do want to share one more story because I don't get to teach. Um, in some ways I'm like, woohoo, you know, I was lazy, um, but I get to mentor. And so I got a little bit different aspect of the trip and I like to share it with you guys a little bit, but, um. Joe and Sarah, they did have an amazing class. And for some reason, I always felt drawn there. Um, and I told the class it wasn't because they had air conditioning, even though that was a benefit. Um, but their class had such camaraderie. And um, like you said, the class clowns had such leadership. And during the time when they were answering questions, I decided to go in just in case... Something big came out and they needed, not that I had all the answers, but maybe I could help. Um, and I got to participate. One of the questions was, have you ever doubted God? And it was so freeing to be able to share with them experiences in my own life, um, experiences when Joseph got kicked out of the military and we were not sure what was going on. And um, just all these questions came and the kids asked the one question, you know, what do you think of us? And Sarah and Joe did a great job answering. But I just really felt propelled. I, I was like, can I answer that? And I was like, I see leaders. I see people out here, I see kids out here who are going to stand up, and they're going to be leaders. And I kind of caught them off guard. And (laughs) Dario and Ever, just for two of the, I'm assuming Ever was your other class clown. Yeah, just great guys, but you could just see them. And they were searching, and they are asking those difficult questions. And they just kept riding on my heart. And we were maybe a couple hours from leaving, and the translator, Anna, was talking to a group of guys. And it was Ever, and it was Dario, and it was... I can't remember his name. Sorry started with a J, didn't it? Or Y. Yeah. Sorry. Anyhow, not important. But once again, I felt propelled. And I walked up to Anne. I said, can you translate for me? And she's like, yeah. And I said, like, you guys are going to be leaders in this country. I said, but you have to be godly leaders, or your leadership's not going to go anywhere. And Dario couldn't look at me in the face. Like I could just see he was so close. And guys, I like to do background work. Um, you'll see I do videos. I do. I don't usually the one who likes to be offering people Christ. But I just felt in my heart. He was so close. And I came back over and I was like, Anna, he's so close and it's driving me crazy. We're going to be leaving soon. And so she looked at me. She's like, okay, let's go take him in the room and talk to him. I was like, oh shoot. (laughs) What did I get myself up for? I'm like, okay, okay. So she's like, and Dario just walks into it. You know, we sit down and she's like, go ahead. (laughs) Okay. So, um, I started talking to him, and even, like, my Spanish came out. Like, there was one time I realized I said something in Spanish, and uh, Anna repeated it in Spanish because she didn't realize I said it in Spanish. Like, even Spanish was coming to words. And all of a sudden, Anna and Dario had this little mini conversation. And then she looked at me. She goes, do you want to pray or should I? And I was like, well, what are we praying for? And she's like, he wants to accept Christ. And it just, I mean... When you say yes to God, when you do what He asked you to do, and when you step out in boldness, it was just so powerful. And so we prayed. I did lead the prayer. Of course, Satan's awful. I kept going, I hope I did it right. Did I do okay? He is saved. I did it okay. God worked it. Um, but I literally flung open the door, and I was like, Sarah, Joe, Dario accepted Christ. And um, Joe was like this happy father. He came in, and he gave him a hug, and he looked at me, and he's like, You just have made the best decision you could ever made, and I'm so proud of you. And tears just went down Dario's face. So we all came out. We were really, really excited. We were really happy, and we were kind of all standing over talking. And Anna is sitting over on the platform, and I hear my name. Stacy, Stacy. And I'm like, what? She's sitting next to Ever. She's like, we got another one. Come on over. So I look at Sarah, and I'm like, Sarah Joe, Ever wants to accept Christ too. So we all go over, and... I will admit I can only handle one. I let her pray that one through, um, but um, but so we prayed with Ever and he accepted Christ and we were both just excited. And then even later we're like Anna, what happened to Dario? Where'd he go? Where'd he go? And she's like, I don't know. Let me check the classroom. And she opened up the classroom door and Dario was there with his girlfriend and they were praying together. And Dario and his his girlfriend's name was Blanco and she's like, I've got him. I go to church. And I'm going to teach him and train him. And um, that's difference that's something you can't do. And so, sorry, I'm going to try. Um, And I got back on the bus that day, and Pastor Terry was there, and um, Mo iman has been his his school ever since day one, and he's already in tears because he just left his fair place. And I looked at him, and he said, well, I'm glad I'm not the only one crying on this bus. And I said, I looked at him and I said, I almost said no to this trip. I almost didn't do it. But I did thank the Lord, and this is what comes out of being faithful followers. and a lot of it came, I said, seeds were planted from when they were little, seeds were planted through all your kids, um, I believe they had the right translators above me who assigned them out, they had the right classrooms above me who signed them out, um, but it was just God, and I can't say it any more beautifully than that, so that was the biggest thing on my heart that I just wanted to share with you, um, you so we just have a 10-minute video. I know we're running late, um, but it's going to show all the fun. Uh, one thing Kryn didn't mention, which is on there, which is really cool too, is uh, did the little kids did a machete dance. I mean, real machetes, like, kicking them between their legs and stuff. So you'll see that on there, and the ladies, like, they're real. And i are like, we
5: hear them clanging.
0: We can hear they're real. Uh, we have a little bit of the dance competition on there. But um, I, just like always, we came home more blessed than we feel we gave. Um, So, yeah, so thank you for listening. I hope this didn't get too long. We wanted to share our hearts with you, um, but please enjoy our video. You guys want to sit down there?
12: (laughs) Me encontró en mi perdición Su amor por mí O su amor por mí
13: Conocerte
12: el fuego, porque este party nunca acaba en mi corazón Jesús Jesús porque este party nunca acaba en mi corazón Jesús Jesús porque este party nunca acaba en
13: mi corazón
12: listos para el paso del fuego
0: we ran very late. I'm sorry, there's not much time, no time for question answers, but we will be here if you want to ask a specific question, feel free to come up. But uh, once again, we could not have done this without you guys' support um, and prayers uh, financially, um, whether it was the, um, the garage sales, the skating rinks. I mean, you name it, we've been planning this forever, um, and we feel so blessed to have a church that came behind us Um, To help us prepare. And then even it was awesome when I could see bad messages coming across. We got a sick one. Start praying, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So um, you may not have all been there with us physically, but you were all there with us. And uh, we are just so grateful for everything. Um, thank you, Pastor Terry. And then I think Tim had to scurry out, but Tim was our fearless, experienced Honduran, or, uh, Honduran mission trip-goer. And his knowledge and wisdom just uh, shed so much on us. So I'm just going to close us in prayer. And I thank you guys for your patience and a little long. Thank you, kids. You did really good hanging in there. <laughs> so let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just praise you and thank you, Lord. We praise you for these opportunities we have. Lord, I just pray that these kids take what um, happened and they hold it in their hearts, Lord, and that they process it with you and that they realize that it wasn't by chance. It was for a purpose and that they can, um, work through that purpose in their lives and in lives of others. And Lord, I just, uh, thank you for an opportunity to share it with our church. Um, and, um, I just ask you with everyone's day today as they go forth from here, um, may you just continue to bless us in so many ways. And we're just so grateful in Jesus name, we pray. Amen.